This episode of 11 Point Collar is brought to you by The Show Me Show and Weirdos Like You. It's 11 Point Collar, hosted by J.D. Frog Scout Hansel. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another special episode of 11 Point Collar. I am, of course, your host, J.T. Hanksleben, also known as J.D. Hensel, and I'm finally getting back to doing interviews on this podcast. So, while I know I usually have a lot of housekeeping and random characters and dumb attempts at comedy and unimportant music at the beginning of the show, this time I'm going to jump right into my interview with Noel McNeil about his project called The Show Me Show. My agent has him all ready to chat with us right now, right, Charlie? Oh, uh, yeah, Neil is standing by on Skype as we speak. Uh, that's that's Noel, Charlie. Noel is standing by, right? What are you talking about? Yes, when you got Neil McNoll, the matador, thespian, and philanthropist, uh, philanth- uh, the good deed doer, and that's who's waiting to talk to you. Um, okay, Charlie, uh, look, is there any way you could. <sighs> I guess it's too late for that. Uh, hello, Neil? Yes, hi. Is this Electric Pointy Colin? Uh, yeah, it's it's JD, actually, but uh, that's a very, very common mistake. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show, because I'm a big fan of your work with, um, uh, uh, your, your work. Oh, yes, thank you. It's great to be here. So, tell us about how you got started in your bullfighting. In my what? Uh, well, you're a, you're a matador, right? Oh, no. I work for the company Matador that makes doormats. We specialize in the mats with kittens and the baskets on them. Oh, do you by any chance know anything about puppets or puppetry? Oh, well, my favorite show has always been H.R. Puff and stuff. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Let's not mention that terrifying show ever again. So when did you first become an actor? Well, it all started when I was about 14, or 40, I can never remember which, and I auditioned for some movie they were making in the United Kingdom. I didn't get the lead role, but I did get a part as a friend of Jack Warden's character. Oh, Jack, I... Jack Warden played the editor of the Daily Chronicle and Great Muppet Caper. That's a good character played by quite an actor. Uh, yes, that was the film, so I got oh, to wait, the Wait, wait, the movie you were doing was the Great Muppet Caper? Uh, yes, I was posing for a photo with Jack Warden. That was oh, my hold on, hold on. You were the guy in the picture with Jack Warden? Like, you were you were Kermit and Fozzie's dad? Uh, yes, come to think of it, I played Kermit and Fozzie's father, Fergie. Oh, oh, wow, I've always wondered about that character. Can you can you tell me how that character came about? Oh, I'm or? so sorry, but I have to go now. I'm late for a meeting with the Kitty Cat Welcome Mat Board. It's been very nice talking uh, but, but, with you, ma'am. <sighs> oh, lovely. All right, you guys. I'm going to see if I can contact Noel myself, but in the meantime, here are a couple of songs for you to enjoy. Louie, play the music. Can it just be any music? No, Louie, it's supposed to be something relevant to the guest on the show. Uh, you want a song about doormats? No, I, I want Noel McNeil songs. Gosh, is anything on the show going to go right? You just go and find some good songs by Bear or something and play them as soon as you get the chance. For now, I will do the housekeeping. 11 Point Collar is a production of MuppetHub.com, where you'll find Muppety videos, articles, and more. The email address is me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. The Facebook page is MuppetHub.com slash Facebook. The YouTube page is MuppetHub.com slash YouTube. And my username on Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, and Instagram is JD11PC. That's JD11PC. If you'd like to enter our sweepstakes to win a free copy of I Am Big Bird, just visit MuppetHub.com slash Big...
sounds like a very friendly lemur Who's always ready to play a game Who swings from his long striped tail Trilo, Trilo, that's your name Trilo, Trilo, Trilo That's my name Trilo, 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 that's your name Hey Trilo, here's another one What sounds like a plucky little bear cub She has a name that begins with O Who has got a wild imagination Ojo, Ojo, that's my name Ojo, 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 that's my name Ojo, 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 that's your name Pippin' Pop! Pippin' Pop, that's our name! Pippin' Pop, Pippin' Pop, that's our name! Pippin' Pop, Pippin' Pop, hey, let's play a game! Tag, you're it! Bye! <laughs> what sounds like exactly who you are? Oh, it doesn't matter if you're big or small! Everybody and his brother's gotta have one! What's yours? Tell us! What's your name? Could be Matt or Mike or Mark or Meg or Mary Maybe Jacob or Omar or Betty Sue What do they call you? Go ahead, say it! What? That's your name My name's Bear What's yours? That's your name My name's Rina That's our name <laughs> I am now joined by Noel McNeil, a puppeteer who's been involved in several Jim Henson productions and other puppet projects since the 1980s. On Sesame Street, he started as a puppet wrangler before puppeteering on the show, and he was soon performing in the film Follow That Bird. Uh, he performed main characters on shows such as Between the Lions, Ubi, and of course starred as Bear on Bear in the Big Blue House. And I am so happy to welcome back to the show Noel McNeil. Noel, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, and thanks for listening, everybody. So, um, the Show Me Show is what we're here to talk about, and, well, the Show Me Show is really the first show out there that's designed particularly for children with autism and special needs, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a show that I want to create online that is um, downloadable, which means that you can download it to your device and then literally take the show on the road, so you can just take it with you. Because research has shown that kids of autism and special needs do respond to these tablets and iPads and devices that they can hold in their hands. They've been used in research studies, they've been used in classrooms and in therapy sessions. So the Show Me Show is designed for this audience. Right, yeah. So then what makes the, well, I should first ask, is there any internet streaming or is it specifically downloading? It's right now. It's specifically downloading. You will probably get to see highlights on uh, the YouTube channel I would create for it to help you direct you towards the the site where you could download it. But right now it is download because of the format that I've decided to use. Right. So then, can you explain a little bit about uh, what the show is about and what viewers can expect to see in a typical episode? Yeah. Well, it's about ten minutes long. Ha ha. Uh, it's also about the fact that um, I'm the human host named Noel and what a clever name how long did you spend thinking of that one ages ages there were there were focus groups there was <laughs> testing and I have um, this it, it kind of takes place in a, a, a gypsy wagon sort of like an old-fashioned medicine show and think vaudeville with the curriculum and so the backstage is sort of my workshop and within the workshop because 
you know, I'm a puppeteer and I've made things. I've made friends because that's what you do when you're a puppeteer sometimes, when you make puppets, right. you make friends. So my friends are the puppets I've created. I'm sort of like a uh, Geppetto. So there's Phineas, who's a young mm -hmm. boy who would be like around seven years old and who loves to make up stories. Uh, there's his sister, Taylor, who is about 10 years old, and she loves singing and uh, performing songs and making up songs. And then there's uh, Nona, who's an invented yak, and she's the dancer well, of the show. What does that mean? An invented, invented yak yeah, means she's sort of pieced together, pulled together, sort of a, like kind of a giant uh, stuffed animal. And she would, in theory, pull the wagon to wherever we needed to go to do a show. Right. And so, right. and she's been pieced together. And then there are the ants, and the ants are the stagehands and the musicians. And you never see the ants, you just hear them. But when it's time for a piece of scenery to be placed on stage, all of a sudden things start shifting around and you hear them. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's like little, you know, cheap puppet tricks. And so, yeah. and so because we're putting on a show each time, mm -hmm. the guest star is a sound, a color, a shape, or a number. That's the guest star. So at the beginning of the show, once the guest star, after the theme, the guest star is revealed. So it, say, for instance, it's the color blue. So Phineas would, might want to do a story about the color blue. Taylor might want to do a song about the color blue. So then that's when I would ask the viewer, okay, who do you want to help create an act for the show? Do you want to help Phineas click on Phineas? And if they did, then the show would go off in that direction because you've downloaded it. Then you can come back and this time hear me say, if you want to choose Taylor, click on Taylor and help her create a song. And then you would click on her and then the same show would go off in a new storyline direction with the same guest star. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure, but now yeah. available in your hands. Yeah, that's certainly what I was thinking of. That's really neat. So then in what specific ways is this show uh, aimed to be beneficial to children with autism and special needs as opposed to being just another educational children's show? Well, it all came about because I've been getting fan mail from parents whose kids watched Bear when they were little, and particularly ones of kids of autism and special needs, and how they thanked me for the show because it was always such a, a comfort. You could always watch Bear because it was sincere, it was genuine, it was comforting, it was nurturing, it wasn't too loud, it wasn't in your face, it was never obnoxious, the way so many kids shows are now. And, it, and I've been getting more and more of these, and it made me think that there is not a show on the air like this anymore, like Bear or Mr. Rogers. And I know for a fact that the networks are not going to do this kind of show anytime soon. So that's when I thought, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make it available uh, online so that yeah. I can take it uh, with them. And there is the basic science and early math curriculum, so that's why there's a shape, a sound, a color, or a number for kids, but also the social-emotional B story that would, um, you know, affect pretty much any kid, but that are certain um, issues for kids of autism and special needs, such as communication, social skills, uh, recognizing emotions in yourself, as well as picking up emotional cues from others, things like right. that. Yeah. So then... Of all the potential funding options for a show like this, what made you decide to go with Indiegogo? Uh, Indiegogo is the crowdfunding uh, site where you get money, but then you get to keep it. 
So then the money I'm collecting would then go towards the show me show in ways of like promoting it more in terms right now there's enough money to maybe like promote it more and to thank the people who have donated it as well as trying to do the next step and try and get it funded because um, right now it's only 17% funded and there's about two weeks left there's until April uh, 28th actually less than two weeks and so trying to uh, get um, corporations and maybe foundations in, involved as well for the sponsorship of it. So then what's been the greatest challenge in trying to put together a program like this one? Um, pretty much it's been getting the money because I have all the resources. I know puppeteers to work mm -hmm. the show. I know uh, puppet builders. James Voitall Jr., uh, he built Phineas for the pitch video, which you can see when you go to Indiegogo.com and to the Show Me Show. You can also go to YouTube and look me up, Noel McNeil, and you'll see Phineas's uh, song for the, for the pitch. And he built Phineas, and he would be building the other characters. He would build Taylor. He would build um, Nona as well, um, as well as have this whole arsenal of other puppets just standing by that we can use. I know people who could write the scripts, the, the writers for Bear, for Between the Lions, from Ubi, other talented people who would write the scripts. I know people who can compose the songs for the show. The song that we used, Phineas's song, for the pitch, I and Peter Lurie co-wrote it. Peter Lurie is the genius um, who was the musical director for Bear. So he wrote the goodnight song and the, um, um, the goodbye song and the, the theme for Bear, as well as he wrote the theme for the Magic School Bus. So he, he's pretty much Mr. Children's Television Music. Yeah. As well as other people uh, who said they would love to contribute music towards the show. I know where we can shoot it, at the University of North Texas. Yeah, I was going to ask why you uh, decided to shoot it over there, because you're, you're based in New York primarily, I'm right? New York, yes, as well as so many people I know. But the University of North Te Texas is this awesome place in Denton, Texas, and um, the head of the media department, James Martin, um, I told him about this because he came up with this great TV masterclass that Peter Lintz, who's one of the other puppeteers from Bear, we teach a masterclass called Beyond the Sock. We did not make up this name. And we're doing it uh, this year again in 2015. Uh, this will be our third time in May. So there's also still time to sign up for that, by the way. And they have a complete uh, facility. They have studios. They have lighting. They have cameras. They have a control room. They have an audio booth. They have editing facilities. And so I asked him, would you be interested in doing this here? And he said, Yes, and he checked, and the university is all for it. And by sheer coincidence, there is the Farmer Autism Center on site, on campus, who he has spoken with and who are totally on board with it. And so they would be part of the advisory board that I am putting together for the Show Me Show. So I have pretty much everything in place except the money. And it's yeah. very challenging trying to get the money. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like a lot of that has been working out really, really well. And so, yes, I know. But well, yes, I mean, I'm so grateful for the people who have contributed whatever they could. And I've told people, if you can't contribute monetarily, then please just spread the word to every single human being you've ever met in your life, because you never know who they know, and have them uh, spread the word 
to get to the right people to contribute even more money for this. Yeah. So then you've told this story before, and I really like it about uh, past experience in children's television, when what you found is that the children's television networks, they're not really interested in shows that are beneficial to children as much as they are shows that will make merchandise that children will buy. Well, and so, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's just sort of a, a fact of life. I mean, my, my mother, God bless her, you know, she was a uh, secretary for over 38 years. And even she knew there's a reason why it's called show business. And I realized that, too, that, you know, it is a business. Now, a lot of people, you know, with kids, they don't think in terms of that. You know, they'll pop on the set and they'll see, like, you know, a very cute character that the kids love with. But you also have to realize that there is a whole plan. There's a whole strategy. You're watching a brand that's part of a franchise, that's part of a company, and they are trying to make money. Now, I understand that. It was just so blatant sometimes how just obvious it is that you're just trying to make uh, money off of this. And now here comes the story. I did a pitch because people have asked me, why don't you – pitched a show me show to the kids networks well here's why a couple of years ago i pitched uh, a kid show to one of the dedicated kids networks that was another live action show with puppets and it was just going downhill fast despite the fact i brought in like drawings and samples and even a map of the land and even a, a sample song it was just going downhill um, one of the comments was that well Puppets is really seen towards very young children. And this is coming from somebody who's the head of a very young children's network. So finally, at the end of it, I just said, okay, honestly, what do you want? And the person said, honestly, Noel, if you can come up with a show that's an inexpensive 3D, even 2D show, with During the course of the adventure of the story, the characters have to acquire things that can be translated into merchandise that the children at home have to buy. That is what we want. And at that moment, I had pretty much washed my hands of established network children's vision. And that I decided, like, no, I'm I'm going to do this myself. I'm not even going to try to approach these people because, A, the people who are currently in charge don't have the same nostalgic fondness for puppets that we do. We grew up with Sesame Street, The Muppet Show. Uh, right. But they didn't have that. So they don't see it as the sort of fondness to go back to and rediscover. So the current people in charge aren't going to do this unless the Show Me Show, for example, proves that puppets are not only popular but profitable. Then they would take an interest in it. And I know how crass that sounds, but it's just a fact of life, kids. (laughs) (laughs) On on a completely off-topic subject, did you happen to see the BB-8 in the Star Wars trailer that's an actual performable thing? Yes, I I showed it to my son this morning, who is 10, and I said, um, because he had seen the original trailer, we saw the the other one, the the Mm -hmm. first one, and I said, remember the little robot BB-8, the ball? the robotic ball i said he's like you think that's like computer generator right he said yeah it's like that's cg right he said he said yeah it is and i said come here and i showed it to him and he was floored he was shocked that it was actually real and i said that's why jj abrams 
wanted to do that because he wanted something practical for the actors to actually act on and act with. And uh, he said, who's J.J. Abrams? I said, he's the guy who's directing the new Star Wars. And, I, and I, he said, well, what happened to George Lucas? I said, well, remember, George Lucas sold Star Wars to the Walt Disney Company. So George Lucas isn't involved in this Star Wars. And he said, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and he, wow. And he's 10. So... <laughs> Oh gosh! So yeah, one of the still, one of the great things he discovered the other day was this website, Honest Trailers, and he discovered the, um, the Honest Trailer for uh, Attack of the Clone Wars, which is pretty hysterical. So I think yeah, it helped fuel his uh, opinion now of George. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Yes, those are really fun. But I think one of the things that that does show, though, is that puppetry is still useful today, still alive today, and is still something that. Uh, I would like to see more of in television and film, and we don't really want to let this art die. No, um, again, because J.J. Abrams grew up with the original Star Wars. He appreciated, you know, seeing Yoda, who was a puppet, and so yeah. he's bringing that back. So it would definitely be nice to see a puppet show like this becoming popular and showing everyone that puppet shows still work. They're still really fun. Yes, and yeah, that's why other people, you know, have occasionally... You know, put puppets on their shows like, you know, John Stewart and Jimmy Fallon will have like, you know, Sesame Street on. And I'm actually sort of the resident puppeteer for the HBO series last week tonight with John Oliver. And yeah, John has brought back puppetry on tele primetime television, like nobody's business. In fact, it's really funny. I told him that the original HBO series before Game of Thrones, before Sex and the City, before The Sopranos, before, you know, Dream On, the original, first, mm -hmm. HBO original series was Fraggle Rock. Mm -hmm. And so I told John, you're bringing puppetry back to HBO. <laughs> and you laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually really enjoyed that show a lot. It's fun. It is. It's, it's fun. It's smart. It's our generation's 60 minutes. And he actually brings to light very insightful things that you, you never even knew about. But they do yeah. in, in such a approachable way that... Not only is it informative, but it's actually entertaining while still being very, you know, serious depending upon the uh, the subject matter. Mm -hmm. What other projects have you been working on then? Um, well, I've been working with him. He's he's got a great season so far. Um, I've been working on um, the Show Me Show. Um, I'm actually working with a colleague of mine, Scott Hitz, who's a puppeteer and also theatrical director, and we're. Um, having meetings with the, the Palace Theater in Connecticut about possibly uh, creating a uh, Christmas show for them. One of the things that we're talking with them about is the show that I created in um, Miami that was in its second year last year, and it's the original musical that I uh, wrote the book for, and it's called Mouse King, The Untold Story of the Nutcracker. And it's the story of the Nutcracker, but from the mice point of view. And so, cool. yes, and so you find out that the Nutcracker is not as heroic as you think he is. And so um, the Mandelstam Theater, this is a school down there, and the Mandelstam Theater uh, performed it in 2013. That was the premiere. And then they did it again last year, uh, 2014. And the music is co-written by uh, Jim Camacho, who's one of the, uh, not only one of the instructors there, but this award-winning composer, rock star, and you can go to Jim Camacho's uh, page and you can see um, the songs and the videos that he's done also on YouTube. 
And it's the kind of show, it's a family show. And so mm-hmm. approaching the, the Palace Theater about developing it for them. Um, so I've been busy doing like little things here and there. Yeah, <laughs> Keeping great. Poetry alive. I've got um, next, let's see, um, on um, this is April, April 25th, uh, I'm conducting workshops at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival Family Day. That's coming up. I've got several Comic Cons coming up appearances. There's the uh, I just did the East Coast Comic Con last week. I'm doing uh, one in Atlantic City um, next month. Uh, the AC uh, Comic Con. I'm doing the Awesome Con in uh, Washington D.C. at the at the end of May. I'm doing a con in um, just outside of Boston at Wilmington, Massachusetts in June. So uh, it's gonna be a Busy summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you've got the Beyond the Sock workshop coming up May 19th, it looks like. Yes. And, uh, Which yeah. you guys can go, go to beyondthesock.com uh, and you can sign up, get all the information. You can sign up and you can actually learn television puppetry from me and Peter Lentz and learn how to make and keep your own professionally made television uh, puppet from uh, Pasha Romanowski who teaches you how to do that. So with this, you actually get to learn how to make a puppet, professionally made puppet that would be used for TV, and then you get to learn how to use it from me and Peter. And then at the end of the the four days, there is a showcase show that's recorded, and you get a copy of this to take home with you. And so you can share it with your friends, share it on your YouTube page, and then... Well, no sharing on the YouTube page. Well... (laughs) if you recall, uh, at the 2014 workshop, we had to be really careful about videos and stuff. Yes, um, but yes, exactly because of, of course, the copyright. Right. Uh, this year, we're going to uh, push for more original stuff, including a lot of scene work. So, not not too many songs uh, this year. If you want to sing something, we'll make sure that it's cleared. But we're trying to do more like original stuff, more scene work, because we found that people. Uh, could really benefit from that having a scene and then okay now what do you do with this how would you do this as a human being and then how would you do this as you know a puppet right bringing it back to the show me show right we had talked a bit about how what the children's networks are going for is essentially an excuse to make merchandise and i was wondering if there were any plants uh, any not plants any plans at some point uh, for merchandise based on the show me show uh yes in terms of you know, helping to support the show, you know, down the line, there would be um, merchandise uh, related to the Show Me Show. Because, you know, it is a fact that kids do love love the characters that they see. And so that's why you have plush versions of characters that you've seen. So that would occur with the Show Me Show. And of course, the proceeds from that would go right back into the production of future episodes so it would be your way of helping to support the show me show you buy this and then you're also helping support the the show me show right so as we're uh, starting to wrap this up now i was wondering that uh well suppose someone who wants to help make the show me show happen uh can't offer much in the way of donations in what other ways can he she support the project um right now just as i said spread the word um tweet Facebook, just email, just direct any and everybody to the site in order to contribute money. And then 
once the show is created, I want people to contribute their own little like 10, 15 second videos based on the guest star. So there would be little inserts of people who have sent in their own little act for the show me show. So if you have you know a, a puppet, I would ask some of my, my puppeteer friends, like, can you do something for like um, the shape of um, the triangle or shape of a hand? And they could do that. Um, any friends who minds who are animators, can you do a little animation piece on that? And also people at home with kids, like, can you do something? This is the number three. Do something with the number three, and they could contribute that to the show me show. Wow, that's really very very cool. Thank so you. then, I see that the uh, URL, the web address for this project is indiegogo.com/projects/theshowmeshow, and the yep. show me show has the little dashes throughout for some yes. reason. Yeah, um, yeah, it's under the video and web category at Indiegogo. Right. And so then, why don't you tell the listeners about any other places where they could find you on uh, social media? Yeah. On uh, Facebook, there is the Show Me Show fan page, and it will keep you up to date. Even after the campaign is done, it will keep you up to date with what's going on uh, with the Show Me Show. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Noel McNeil. Uh, also, my company is called McNeil Entertainment, and that's on Twitter, as well as Facebook. It is the McNeil Entertainment uh, Facebook page. I also have Facebook pages for my two books, one 10-minute puppets and the other one for a box. And I also have my own website called noelmcneil.com where you could download uh, puppets based um, from the book and also a link to uh, my blog. All right, great. Noel, thank you very much for being on the show and uh, we look forward to seeing what happens with the Show Me Show in the future. So do I. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. And as I said, please spread the word and help me create the show me show. You're walking along, humming a song. When you see your best bud coming by, you both come to a halt. By the way, his name is Walt. He gives you a smile. So what do you say? Say hi, say hi, just open your mouth and let it out. Say hi, just say hi, say hi. You're introduced to Uncle Jake, who's brought banana cake. Ooh, someone new is looking you in the eye. He puts out his hand to shake it. You've got manners, so you take it. He smiles at you. So what do you say? Say hi. Say hi. Don't sit and pout. Let the word come out. Say hi. Just say hi. Say hi. Now Phineas is my name. And I love to play a game of hide and seek or catch or I spy. So the next time that you meet me, you will know just how to greet me. I'll smile at you, you'll smile at me, and then what'll we say? That's right, hi, say hi. We'll open our mouths and let it out. Say hi, just say hi, say hi. Say hi, just say hi, say hi. You just gotta say hi.
That was, of course, Just Say Hi, the song that Noel mentioned earlier in the interview. Please do Noel a favor and do try to support the show, at least spread the word about it, but give what you can, and there's a link to the campaign on Indiegogo in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody, and until next time, waka waka, wubba wubba, and weeba weeba. We got it. That's a wrap. Huzzah! <laughs>